Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And it's a triumphant Stop Hammer Time uh, this evening. Um, we uh, were briefly fourth, but now we're fifth. But that's still very high up in the table, I'm told, by uh, statisticians. That, that's extremely high in the table. <laughs> yes. Um, there's 20 teams in the table, and fifth is a quarter of the way from the top. Like, a, like the part of an iceberg, you can see. Uh, we are not the, in the part, the part of the bulk of the iceberg that the ship crashes into because you can't see it, because it's lo- below the waterline. Yeah. We are above the waterline yeah. like... Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet uh, yeah. floating on the yeah. the cabinet we've probably door. Just, we've broken off a glacier because of global warming. We have, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We are polar bear uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. on a floating piece of ice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yes, that's where we are, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a less catastrophic uh, extinction rebellion uh, <clears throat> mode, uh, but in a celebratory, uh, light, joyful manner, uh, especially our win at the weekend against Manchester United, which propelled us into the position that I have just described using a ice-bound metaphor. Yeah. With me are the original lineup uh, of uh, of Stop Hammer Time, the the original and best lineup. Uh, unlike the version of Fleetwood Mac, which has uh, the bloke from Crowded House, the singer, and uh, uh, one of the blokes from Shawadiwadi uh, playing bass. He's and, coming here uh, later. Yeah, yeah. And Dido is now the drummer in Fleetwood Mac. It's it's, it's extraordinary what's happening now. Um, Valdunicans in Fleetwood Mac now, and uh, yeah, they're they're barely the Fleetwood Mac I recognise. Uh, this is the Stop Hammer Time you recognise. Uh, with me are me, and also Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Hello. Everything all right? Yeah, very good. Also joining us, it's Pete Ward. Hello. Hello, Pete. We were all uh, there together at the game. We were, and then we went to a kind of uh, uh, sort of peculiar pub, pub strange yeah. pub called um, the lighthouse uh, yeah. some way on the way to bow road to bow uh, road, i yes. don't want to insult them no. but it was the most in, uh, strange, strange interior wasn't yeah, it? yeah it was odd yeah. it was a uh, yeah a sort of municipal slightly municipal feel to it like a hospital yes. <laughs> yeah beloved of, of mark webster though he goes there he goes there doesn't he yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i saw him there before the game i right, went there right. before the game and oh, after the game well, oh you must have had a it must have had an enticing Aroma it just happened to be on the route. Right. Because the, uh, as many people will know, uh, the overground was not running and Hackney Wick was closed, I, I, made, I made the interesting move of, of getting off a train at Bow Road and, and walking from there. It was a fucking nightmare getting there yesterday. It's like, well, it was know, for it you. Yeah, well, it wasn't for me at all. It was rather but, pleasant. I had a nice mm, stroll yeah, through. I had through, a nice journey through Stratford. Bow. Okay, well, fuck yeah. the two of you. That's, if, you <laughs> if that's the attitude you're going to take to this whole podcast. Uh, you, you, arrived, you arrived late... And didn't miss any of the goals, no, which no, is no. Uh, quite remarkable, no. really. Because normally, if you if you arrive late, we're normally three nil up after a quarter of an hour. As we've mentioned in in, uh, in in this podcast before, my primo achievement was to turn up uh, once uh, we had scored three goals against Wimbledon, 
in order to witness the four goals they then scored against us to win the game. It's very, very funny. <laughs> so really, it was, I was like, you know, I was like, oh no. And then I was a different kind of, oh no, at the end of the game. It was a, it was a catastrophe yeah. falling that upon... Must, that's, that's as bad as miserable as a football experience can get, isn't Yeah, it, really? probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Missed the, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so we are going to be talking about the Manchester United game and then we will uh, look forward to our game against Bournemouth at the weekend. And there is also... It's zip this Oxford, week, Oxford, Oxford in the Cup on Wednesday. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so, plenty to talk about. And uh, we'll also have a little slide, side uh, diversion to talk about uh, press, pre- press media coverage of modern football. Media so coverage. We, we thought we would uh, mm, yes. talk about. But first of all, uh, it, well, in fact, we haven't done one of these uh, since the Villa game, to which you, Jim, went. I did. I, mm. I, 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 yes. So I, we have two games. We have a draw and a win to talk about. Yeah. You know, a fantastic thing is that we got beat on the first day and there was a, there was a sort of uh, sombre mood and a, a tone of worry. And then we haven't been beaten for five games. Uh, yeah. You know, we've, we've I wasn't worried th- after the first game. I think we, we knew we were going to get... We, were gonna, we wouldn't have won it. Uh, it was uh, travesty that score to get to five. But we said afterwards, we'll, just, we'll put that result in a box and uh, that, that was going to happen and uh, mm, mm. Move, move on to the rest yeah, of the it, Yeah, I mean, it was a bit disappointing in the sense that, you know, at uh, uh, one nil at half-time in that City game, we'd mm. done sort of all right, haven't we? Mm. But the second half was a, was a, was a poor defensive performance. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, something that, that still happens and is, I don't know whether it can be addressed, but it's something that is still sort of notable, is our uh, slightly bewildering ability to sort of not come out of the blocks in certain... Because what happened in the second... We're now talking about the Manchester City game. <laughs> uh, but, but we, you know, a, a lot of sort of uh, grittier teams would take going in 1-0 against Manchester City as a kind of cue to really fly yeah, at absolutely. them in the second half. Yeah. And what happened yeah. at the beginning of the second half against Manchester City was it was quite extraordinary, wasn't it? Because it, it managed to sort of silence the fans. Both teams came out very subdued and I remember a kind of the first kind of 10 minutes of that second half being played in a kind of funereal sense and then Man City scored yeah. and then their and tails just shot up and again yeah and, and again. again and again yeah. and again a little and bit like uh, how they did at the weekend yeah yeah um, absolutely but I would say you know the, 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 notwithstanding the uh, talking about the City game and whatnot, that we have started slowly the last few games mm. uh, the bit that you missed uh, Phil I thought we did start quite slowly slow. yesterday yeah. Man United had quite a lot of the ball and a lot do a lot with it but um, and uh, equally Norwich in that first game they, mm. had, they had a good first 20 minutes against yeah. us I thought and they looked you know they looked confident on the ball and and, and uh, likewise Villa you, you mm. would expect mm. that they came they came at us for 10-15 minutes pretty hard um, and it is as though you know we have to kind of crank ourselves up. Yeah, a little bit. I mean it's possible that a good that a good football team can basically just see how the land lies for ten fifteen minutes, look to see how this game's going to pan out, and then sort of work their way into it. it but, but having been the supporters of a, a not a very good football team, certainly in the yeah. last you know year or two, we feel that you don't really have the luxury to just kind of go. Well, um, we'll just uh, we'll just sit back and see what they do because you know. What they could do is just score against you. Yeah, and, score more you know. than once. Yeah. I think it's a very risky strategy. I think and the, the way most top teams play now is that they press hard right from the beginning. Yeah, it doesn't mm. feel like mm. a strategy to me. No, it just feels like, like we, just we, we, we slow. are slow to get yeah. going. Mm, mm. Um, but uh, actually, having said that, in, in each of those, those games I've mentioned, we have been much better without the ball than we yes. were you know, yeah. in that Man City yeah. game and, and at times last season. 
and that's a really encouraging thing. You know, we we we, we press quite well when we've not got the ball at the moment, and um, you know, we we're good without out of possession. I think. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of hunting in packs, a little bit of doubling up yeah, on people, yeah, and yeah. you know, um, you know, with his. Uh, very nasty injury last year and the amount of time he hasn't played. Yarmolenko still had a bit of an engine at the end of the game. And, and you know, there was that uh, wonderful kind of defensive block yeah, yeah. from yeah, him. It was tremendous. You know, fairly close yeah. to the end of the game. And yeah, you thought, yeah. well, good, you know, good for him. And I think that's, you know, possibly the ethos spreading to him. is going like, you know, we, we've got this lead, but we've still got to keep working for it. And um, The work you know. rate yesterday was really good. Oh, I'm fantastic. And against Villa as well. I think that's... The, oh, the, with the, ten men against Villa, yeah. they absolutely... Well, they were better. They say improved. Uh, we were, we were, yeah, we were better, I thought. We were the better team when we had ten men. And... Um, uh, Haller just just ran himself to a standstill. Mm. He was, you know, put in a fantastic shift. Good performances throughout yesterday. I thought it was a, <coughs> really good. You know, yeah. There wasn't really yeah. a, there wasn't I, a weak performance. I didn't in think we no. played brilliantly. No, we didn't no. kind of sparkle. I don't think, but you know, I felt. I felt that it, it never felt as though we were going to under no. be under any pressure or. or that they were really going to threaten. Um, they and had they a few didn't. chances, but well, they, on match of the day, though, somehow they managed to scrappy. concoct it, make it look like Manchester United mm. gave us a very hard time for most of the game, which is a complete fallacy. Yeah, that certainly wasn't true. I mean, the, the Manchester United. I mean, they didn't fall apart, but they just didn't. They didn't step up in the second half they at all. I didn't feel that they. In the second yeah, half. yeah, they, they, they struggled to pass to each other. They got no. There was no, you know, spark in the creative spark in their team at all, was there? They struggled to keep felt... the ball on, in the on the pitch. A lot of their yeah, players, so many passes, awful, up to a dozen passes went out for went straight out. No, I think at the moment, you know, if you look at the last three games against them, two comfortable home wins. And an away win that but that for appalling officiating, uh, we, we should have won, won yeah. and we were the better team. <clears throat> um, I, I think we are better than them at the moment. We I think we have a better team. There weren't many players in their team. I know, admittedly, they weren't you know full strength, but um, there weren't many team players in that team that I thought, oh, I wish he was in our team. I, I, no, not many at all. Swap, if any, not know. at all. Well, maybe two players maybe, I'd take maybe, would be maybe, Rashford maybe and Maguire. Maybe Rashford for his pace. Maybe Maguire? Maguire, maybe. Over on Bonham, mm. yeah. For, for, for £8 million. Yeah. Pounds. But I think yeah. we, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they've they've spent they've spent massive amounts of money yeah. over. Well, how, 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 was it five years, five six years? Eight hundred and eighty million pounds over six, really? six or seven God. years. Well, you, since, yeah. since Ferguson, and they haven't got, got any better. No, no. And, no, and yeah. if you compare that to what City have spent, a similar amount of money net. Yeah. They they've bought a couple of big players that you know. I mean, Fergie had. Uh, one or two big players that didn't work out for him, didn't he? Veron was a big, uh, mm. the Argentinian yeah. guy. Yeah. Was that was that was sort of the next big after kind of Cantona and then Van yeah. Nistelrooy, I would yeah. say. Uh, his big marquee signing to kind of almost build the team around was him. And he was actually okay, that guy, Veron. Yeah. He, you know, he just had big shoes to fill, I think. Who signed Di Maria for them? Because uh, he, 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 he's a good player. Oh, so I'd yeah. say he did Van Hall, it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. care to me. I don't know why no, we're talking no, about no, them. No, no, no. Let's not talk about Manchester United. But, um, we are better than them, and that's it. Yeah, but that's we, true. The, the Villa game, I sort of watched, um, you know, on a, on a feed, kind of with the sound off and doing several other things at the same time. I was just watching the kind of, pro- probably just under an hour of the game I watched. Um, 
we were doing a lot of sort of shooting from inside the box, but just into a forest of legs, which sort yeah. of, you know, suggested that basically Villa had enough time to get back in the box and put bodies in the way. Do you know what I mean? And um, there was a little bit of that yesterday. We sort of, uh, our build-up play was very good, but gave them enough time to just sort of basically put everyone on the goal line. And, yeah. and, and yeah. then, you know. Yeah, it was one beautiful cushion volleyed pass from... Um, Anderson that unlocked that unlocked the yeah. defence and a great first touch from from Yamo uh, yeah. and a great finish. And Yamo's finish. I mean, finish the way because it almost felt as though that had gone too far for where he yeah. ideally wanted to hit it. Yeah. So he couldn't really get the power into it because he, he was stretching to reach it, wasn't he? Mm. But he really kind of like you said, like wrapped his uh, yeah, wrapped very his, long wrapped his sort of yeah, his metatarsals around mm. it <laughs> and placed it perfectly. It was a fantastic finish. Yeah, he's got a good left foot, hasn't he? He's, I mean, he's yeah. a very sort of yeah, you know, the, he, the goal he, against he, Everton was. He's only got a left foot. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's hard like to it. it's hard to combat that you yes. know um, that coming in on, on, onto onto his left foot. It, it's yeah. actually quite difficult to play against, isn't it? You know, he scored that goal up at, at Everton, Everton yeah. um, the one that was deflected in against Man United last season. You know, it, it's, it's hard to stop him, isn't it? I thought he, had, I, I thought, I thought he had a really good game. I thought, yeah, it was and, good. and I think he can only get better and better as well. Yeah. I mean, he's you know he was out for a long time, and yeah. uh, and it's been a long time for him to kind of just get back into the groove. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was uh, introduced to the team very slowly last season, and I think that was kind of probably quite a good call. Uh, I think you know Pellegrini. Um, has made statements about sort of both him and uh, Fornals now of kind of going, it's going to take them a while to get used yeah. to the Premier League. And yeah. uh, I think that's a very good um, philosophy. It was sort of, it was, it was good that, it was good and it felt, you know, intentional and not sort of affected by circumstance that he left Fornals out for 90 minutes rather than sort of going, yeah, I'll take him off now. And, you know, Wilshire played alongside him rather than replacing him mm. because that's, a na- that's what felt like the natural substitution. But I think... Mm. He's a very confident um, squad rotator. I think he really believes that his players have the talent. If well, I think he gives them team. belief as well. Yes, yes he? he does. I, I, you yeah. know, you can see that when, um, you know, the way that Cresswell has come back and, and to, had, a know, had a poor game against Man City, rightfully, you know, Drops. out of the team to Masuaku, gets his opportunity, comes in and plays one of the best games he's had in the West Ham shot in a long, long yeah. time, mm, I think. Mm, yeah, uh, he was and great. scored a great goal. Um, he, he kept uh, Wan-Bissaka absolutely silent, didn't he? Yeah. He had a yeah. measure of him every well, time. Well, they swapped... Um, yeah. I mean, um, Fredericks had, had, had the match for uh, James for, yeah. for pace, yes. didn't he? Yeah. And then he did shift James over and Cresswell kept him yeah. quiet as well. Just, he wasn't you know, long over on the right-hand side, James. No, he came but, back over. On the yeah, right. and, um, yeah, that whole thing about cutting in on your, on your left foot, being on the right wing, it kind of goes back to the Stuart, Down, Stuart Downing and... Um, yes. Uh, well, that's what Snoddy does. Yeah. Well, Yamalenko basically, you know, has the kind of uh, balls to just keep adjusting and keep adjusting until, you know, eventually he'll yeah. be tripped or well, he'll we can score, score, you know. From, the edge, you know from, from very difficult positions. That goal yesterday wasn't a very obvious goal. No, it was brilliantly no. taken. And we need to be sco- not only be scoring the tap-ins, but we need to be scoring more goals that are mm, created mm. inside the box. Like yeah, that. I think, I think you, you know, the point you were sort of touching on earlier, though, is, is that we, we, have been a, we can be a little bit slow in that. Yeah. Um, we can get into good positions, but and, and then sort of somebody comes back with the ball or turns yeah. does a little turn, and and the, we let the opposition get Catch get get set. Yeah. You know, we played some of our best football last season. You know, really hitting hitting people yeah. on the break. Yeah, yeah. And we've got the pace in the team now to do that, um, and we did that. We we, we were catching Villa 
in the second half, especially when we had ten men, when they were pressing, we, we caught yeah. them several times. And right near the end, Fornals, of course, had a yes. had a great chance and mm-hmm. tried to square it. So you can understand him doing that in a way, but I just wish he'd just, just stuck, poked put it. his legs yeah, through yeah, it, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's take a little break. We'll be back after this message. Podcasts this season have been brought to you by Matchpint. Matchpint is an online and mobile service which shows sports fans what game is being televised in which pub, but in a less stumbly way than I said it. Uh, Whatever they are, on their computer or on their iPhone, it's your best mate for sport. Jim, you've used this app. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, They have the Budweiser Premier Predictor, the perfect game for sports fans where you can win beer, and we all we all like well, that, don't we? Yeah. We're all, I think beer. we're all admirers of, yeah. of beer, aren't we? Yeah. We like all of that. Tickets and many more prizes. Call it Challenge Win is the... That's how you remember it. Call it Challenge Win. Call it, make your predictions each round on the televised Premier League games. Challenge, take your mates on, uh, or your family, or, or people you don't like, or strangers, for bragging rights, and join uh, Super Leagues like the Stop Hammer Time League to take on uh, presenters of the podcast and other fans. And then win. A perfect prediction will win you a beer. And points for all your predictions will win monthly prizes like Premier League match day tickets and much more. And that is Matchpoint. It's an app. You can download it from the internet. Very good. As indeed you have done, Jim. Yes, I have. Jim has done. Yep. Welcome back to uh, Stop Hamilton. We're still talking about the Manchester United game. Um, it was... Um, uh, I thought Fredericks had an excellent game. Um, in... Was it the City game? He, you know... I felt didn't start the games that mattered in the Premier League all that well. Was sort of getting to the byline, and quite often there was a not a terribly good mm. cross. Bad choice. Yesterday he was putting in good balls. I thought. Yeah. I thought he was. Yeah. Um, Is know. there any news on his injury? No, because he went off injured. Didn't I don't he? think he looked that serious. Mm. No. Okay. He does also have that. He does have a slightly frustrating thing about going forward. He gets in front and then stops. Yeah. Uh, and I'd rather he has to seem totally uh, overtake get to the byline well he did that across. several times particularly in the second half at, at Villa I yeah. thought I thought he overlapped really well I like it and it's got great pace yeah I mean if if no one's up with him you know to hit the six yard box it's probably sort of kind of difficult yeah. to do that yeah. like, I mean Masuaku seems to have had a kind of a real injection of some kind of confidence potion from yeah. somewhere because that was you know that's what I felt about him pretty much since he's He's, you know, been developed to a sort of attacking fullback or indeed a wingback under Moyes. Was that he bewildering would, would bewilderingly would come up against his, you know, his opposite number, who he could skin for pace, and then would just stop and, and look mm. to do anything else. Whereas certainly again with the sound off in that Villa game, he's really just. Yeah, his form at the end of last season was good. Was it? Yes, it was on the upturn at the end of last season. He's picked up from there a a bit. I think possibly one one issue is with the with the formation as it is at the moment with those the the kind of Hannah and the two wide men and Lanzini quite often just running looking for the ball, playing playing a Mm -hmm. kind of free role. But not always getting as tight to or as close to Hella as one might like. I just felt sometimes we get. We we attack with a bit of pace. We we get to the sort of edge of the eighteen, and there's just like there's not no enough bodies. No, in. no. Yeah. Sometimes we've got to find a way of getting an extra body or two in in the penalty area. Um, One Noble good. was quite far forward at times yes. against Villa. Yeah. Yeah. Had a know. good game, didn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, no... he works disproportionately hard in the team when he's in the team. Yeah. I thought he, you mm. know, 
he must have been shagged at the end of that game on Saturday, uh, it's yesterday. It's, it's got a good engine, yeah, hasn't he? Still fit. Yeah, I mean, can't, yeah. can't run very fast, but no. he can run a long time. No, I mean, I think his fitness, in a way, has, has kind of yeah. come on over the years. Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 yeah. he's sort of got a little bit more athleticism mm. about him. Mm. You know, whole, we should talk about the rest of the defence as well, because the defensive performances in the last couple of games have been outstanding. Mm, have you been know, good. With Bob Bonner, yeah. uh, Diop and Rice... And of course, they've got the goalkeeper behind them. I think they're suddenly looking like a very tight unit. They, they do. Of, they've got a good. Under- working on the defence. Uh, hopefully, uh, the training. I, I, training it's clear. And, uh, they have. I think. You know, and, and it's and it's paying off. And it's nice to have that little settled trio with with Rice in front yeah. of Ogbonna and uh, and Diop. Um, Ogbonna, good, much better player than people tend to give yeah. him credit. For yes, I've always strange. Uh, there's um, a strange yeah. groundswell on social media yeah. of dislike for Ogbonna, which he is was extraordinary. That, he was like, that rock in the heart of the Moyes back three, yeah, wasn't absolutely. he? Um, yeah, yeah. And he wins the ball in the air, you know. He's, That's he's, right. He's quite commanding in the air. Uh, Diop is not a particularly good header he's of the ball, despite yeah, his prodigious yeah. height. You know, Balboa yeah. is not a bad header of the yeah. ball. He likes a header. But, but, but his, um, his pace is great, and, and they're, mm. they're starting to cover each other yeah. really well. Well, there was that moment where the, oh, what's his name, you know, the Swan guy that yeah, United James, have got yeah. had that run and Ogbonna yeah. did you know because he's quite quick and Ogbonna did just enough to yeah. uh, keep up with him to make it difficult for him to shoot and yeah. he just said, hit it into the side netting yeah. didn't he and because um, uh, I think Diop's probably quicker than Ogbonna well, but, yeah. uh, there's uh, also a natural balance left side right side yes. with them mm, because if mm. Bal- when Balbuena comes into the team he'll want to play on the right won't he yes. and that shifts Diop to the left and you think well, Diop's possibly better yep on the right hand side, yeah, yeah I think he does look more comfortable there. So anyway, no, no one got less than seven out of ten from me. No, no, it no, was a very good, good team really performance. Good. Um, it's probably time now to mention that uh, I, um, you know, as a season ticket holder, um, I get uh, often uh, in my inbox uh, after a game. Uh, there's uh, there's normally an email, sort of from the club, but often from from a personality, sort of authored by a personality inside the club. Sometimes the manager, sometimes the chairman, sometimes Noble because he's the captain. And uh, um, this is um, one I had uh, this morning, um, and it went, uh, um, "Hello, Philip, is me, Fabian Balbuena." Since I was a young boy in Paraguay, people ask me, Fabian Balbuena, is it just a coincidence that with you and the team, we have conceded five goals in just one game? And without you, we have conceded just two goals in five games. How does that make you feel, Fabian Balbuena? Like a tiny man with one shoe? My answer is and has always been the same. In my country, Paraguay, there's a saying. A saying the women and children say while washing their genitals in the stream next to the church. They say, a man without trousers is a man who is not ready. I have trousers, and I'm wearing them now, in my mind. (laughs) If I am called upon, know thou, Philip, that the general is ready. The blind poet, John Milton, Ancestor of Milton Jones, he wrote, <laughs> They also serve who only stand and wait. He was blind, like Joe Hart. <laughs> so, when he thinks that he wrote this on paper, he was writing on the cat, and the cat ran away. I don't have a cat, I have a bear. <laughs> don't tell the club. <laughs> but 
Like Milton Jones, I am a standing and a waiting to if my best friend and compadre, Angelo Obona, gets run over, I'll be there. But only if it's God's will. Or if God wants, he could get mad cow disease like Maradona. Who are we to say what God wants? But if poor Angelo fall down a lift shaft or is attacked by a bear, I am ready. The mood in the club is sensational. It's happy, happy. No more infighting. No more hurtful graffiti. No more diss tracks. No more moped crime. No more separating children from their parents. No more drone strikes. And no more sex with the head of a pig. It's a much happier, happier place. And there is one reason. Two, if you include skunk. <laughs> is Pellegrini. He's what we in Paraguay call a fucking nice bloke. <laughs> Whether he said, take a break from training and sing to us songs with his mandolin. <laughs> or when he cycle around rush green with Karen Brady sitting on the handlebars, laughing and kissing like young lovers. <laughs> it's early days and, and if we not, we not get carried away, but our aim is to fuck up nearly all the other teams. And if God decide to take Angelo from us with bird flu or flesh-eating bug, so be it. Dressed only in readiness trousers, I will smack Firmino around till his teeth go back to their normal colour. <laughs> Come on, you irons! Very good. And was, that, good. That, was it written That's to you phonetically? Yes, yeah, he writes phonetically. I thought that sort of D-mood in D-club is right, sensational. Right. It's amazing. That's slightly racist. Don't go D-mood in D-club. Pete. That's, <laughs> he's that's, happy happy that's like that's like that's like jim davidson's chalky give me that piece of paper back pete and stop reading it in in a, in a 70s accent he's a bubbly character he's he is character. he's he yeah, is yeah. he is very committed he writes it phonetically so you know how to say it. <laughs> yeah radisov yeah. kovac used to yeah. do the same yeah, didn't yeah, he? Absolutely. His, his emails were written yeah. phonetically yeah, yeah, so that yeah. you know how to pronounce yeah. the words yeah yeah, yeah 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 and sam allardyce as well absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. sam allardyce just that's that. I think that is how he writes. Oh, right. Is, is yeah. just the sounds. Yeah. There, quite often, he has a secretary that writes down all of his thoughts. Sam Allardyce, <laughs> and uh, so she writes them. <coughs> yes. Yes. Um, so yes, the 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 reporting of uh, I read a, there was an article in the Evening Standard, and uh, you both saw the match of the day um, uh, sort of summation of it, which I, yeah. I didn't. You said that the the, the can't their scant seven minutes of highlights made, made it look like a completely different game, Pete. Totally different from game to what I went to, and I, you know, re- I read uh, re- I read reports in uh, the Guardian, uh, Mail Online, and uh, somewhere else today, and it there was it, all the story is just about Manchester United's demise, mm. and it it just glossed over the fact that they were be- beaten by a better team who just outplayed them, who were better quality, and, yeah. and and didn't pick up on any of the positive things that we saw at no. the game and I think this no. is a general trend and, I th- uh, it, it, and of course the media are totally obsessed with the top six clubs and it's, na- it's nauseating uh, but you know they, they, they think that's the way to sell or, or get eyeballs um, or whatever. Yeah, I mean uh, even Pierce's commentary was, was, was sort of peculiar, was bizarre you know, it was it was. Oh, this is one of the most boring football matches I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, at weird, la- oh, at last, the sort of spark of, uh, you know. And actually, what what I felt I watched was quite. Well, it wasn't a great game, but I felt it was a game where 
one side just controlled it comfortably yeah. mm. and mm. you thought, well, we'll score goals when we need to score goals. It was like kind of, it was the way, it was the way big, it's like Pellegrini goes on about it, it was the way big teams win, win football mm. games yeah. without, mm. you know. Discipline, it was, purposeful it was, yeah, performance. Not over, having to overextend ourselves. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, for, for, the, for, the, for the BBC, that becomes a boring game. Yeah. It's as if, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really, really weird. You just Very don't odd. expect... Um, you, you know, you expect there to be an element of expertise, not the same kind of mindset that kind of armchair football fans have. And I, I read, uh, I think I read a match report about the Villa game, which, as I say, I sort of watched on a computer with the sort of sound off. But, um, you know, the game had quite a tempo to it. For a nil-nil yeah. draw, it, it, was it, was, a, yeah. it was a competitive football match. Yeah. And... Um, a lot of the kind of punditry I read or heard of it sort of uh, wrote it off as a kind of snooze fest, a nil-nil, yeah. you know, snore draw. And uh, nil-nil games, you know, there was a game that we saw in the 90s. I've always got it pegged as a sort of midweek fixture. Was it Norwich nil-nil? There was a fantastic nil-nil we so saw. We, we played out a fantastic <coughs> nil-nil. I think it might even have been against Blackpool. Right. Do you remember I think when, under, when they were under Holloway, we played back, it was nil-nil and it was just... I'm sure it was that. Yeah. It? And there was about there were about forty shots on target yeah. in the yeah. game. Or I remember. Uh, um, but I remember. I remember definitely from in my mind. It's under the lights. But 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 that was a great game. Uh, uh, there was a fantastic nil yeah. nil that people yeah. walked away from Upton Park buzzing from yeah. this game. Mm. Well, because when you're watching a nil nil in the moment, you don't know it's going to be a nil nil. <laughs> no, that's and, right. And. Um, the game at Villa, I thought, was a thoroughly entertaining mm. ding-dong Premier League football match, you know. Yeah, and we expect sort of pundits and, and yeah. journalists who presumably have some kind of expertise in the medium of watching football to have a little bit more insight than, yeah. you know. I mean, you know, we've had quite a lot of journalists on, on uh, this podcast and a lot of them uh, ha- have great, uh, you know, uh, uh, an excellent sort of ability to kind of analyse and talk about football games. Mm. We did have... Uh, a well-known Sun journalist on quite early on that I think you yeah. and I were just bewildered at what a yeah. fuckwit he was. Yeah, absolutely. What a fuckwit this guy was who was like a kind of ha- quite high-functioning journalist yeah. and quite a well-known journalist but was yeah. just, a, you know, yeah, what just really had no insight at all. No. He was sort of moaning going, oh, fucking defence, rubbish. He was sort of rubbish to get another defence. He was just like... Come on, man. Yeah. I, I think that uh, there's an irritation in in the media that the the top six clubs aren't performing in the way that they should do, uh, and and have this sort of like predictable tournament, when, and everyone else is a middle, yeah. there's a middle table and there's a relegation battle. And uh, this year is a is a great example because City and Liverpool are way ahead of everybody else, and they will walk away. They just have that duel at the top, and United, Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal are all going through huge transitionary mm. phases. I mean, Chelsea, probably the clearest transitionary phase. Arsenal, still a work in progress. United are uh, 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 failing and have got no mm. direction. Um, um, and sort of Tottenham, it's, there is still this... There's suddenly there's sort of question mark about Tottenham, mm. what mm. they're doing. I mean, I think it's bizarre. I think they're... Fant- unfortunately, I have to admit that they are a fantastic they're a good outfit, team and yeah. a great manager. And... Um, but there's an irritation that suddenly, by default, Leicester City, uh, teams like West Ham, and I mean, it is maybe still Everton, certainly probably not Wolves will get up there, but there'd be there's suddenly somebody, by default, mm. might finish in the top four or five. Yeah, and and that's an accident because it's not really supposed to happen. It's like the season yes, it won't, they won't Leicester won the merit. league yeah. by a fairly good margin. Yeah. And 
there was, and it sort of upset. It was so disruptive to mm. most uh, kind of journalistic instincts, you know, and, and, and yeah, well, it should TV, be, you know, it should be compelling. It should be yeah. compelling and enticing to a, a sports journalist to write about yeah. the kind of <clears throat> Premier League table yeah. getting a bit of a shake up. But in fact, it means they've got to kind of have some original thoughts about kind of exactly. why Leicester are exactly. playing well, why, yeah. why you know, sometimes a promoted team comes up and you know carries the momentum on, and what they're doing to not just get yeah. absolutely creamed like some other promoted teams do. What you know, quite, quite often the answer probably is money, but uh, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't in the case of. Fulham who spent a lot of money but yeah. came back down. I mean, I think Sky and BT Sport work on the basis that the people who have bought their subscriptions want to watch. Well, Manchester United want fans. to watch Manchester yeah. United, Liverpool, you know, yeah. and, and and so on. I mean, if you take it back to the to the kind of early days though of Sky when they first started, um, beaming, you know, showing like they 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 had a, suddenly there was a good spread of mm. clubs and you could watch games like mm. Bolton Wanderers versus yes. Leicester on a Friday night and they put the full works of punditry mm. and everything yes. at it whereas before in BBC and ITV when they'd had live football they only ever showed one yes. of the big four yeah. as they were at the um, at the time and you had Andy Grattan out I, you know got no very little time for him in many ways but as a pundit uh, as a sort of second commentator you had Andy Gray actually yes. recognising the skills and abilities of players who yeah. play for mid-table teams yeah. realising that they're actually quite good and he'd get excited yeah. about a goal you know scored by someone from Sheffield Wednesday yes. yeah. um, and, but I think that went that that, that was almost like yeah. a kind of naive, yeah. fresh, early... And within a couple of years, they were just hyping up all well, the big it, games against like you know, Manchester United and Arsenal, whatever, yeah. which is so often disappointments, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, and it feels frequently nil-nil to ball yeah. draws. Yeah. And it feels like there's, it feels like there's a, a notion that getting um, uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher, who were from top four teams, to talk about other top four teams makes it a, somehow like a really glamorous and interesting thing. You're kind mm. of going, so they've got the right to discuss the merits of Liverpool, Manchester City and, uh, you know, Arsenal Spurs, the, the top six teams, because they were in top six teams. This is ridiculous. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for that. And then someone sort of, didn't someone... Was it like Hodgson or someone sort of said, you know, well, I think when it comes down to it, people always want, uh, you know, Manchester United to do well in the league or the big teams to do well in the league. And you're like, you know, that's such a kind of out of touch idea. It's such a sort of notion that doesn't really have any kind of substance to it. It's, you know, it's like, I think, you know, those, two, those sometimes when you get those big games, like the Super Sunday games, they slightly cancel each other out, those teams, yeah. and they end up being quite low-scoring, sort of slightly attritional City, matches. Liverpool games, the two games last season were either nil-nil or what, I can't remember, they were absolute snooze-fests. They were yeah. completely cancelled each other. It was almost like pre-arranged. We, we won't take the points off you. We'll just walk mm. around for a while. Yeah. Um, neutered. So, so we anyway. have uh, some games to come up this week. We've got a cup game in the week, which hopefully we should uh, we should we should win that. I would have thought. Well, we should, but you know, Oxford these City places are nil or the weekend away from Yeah, they're never easy places to go, aren't they? I mean, no. That's going to be a difficult fixture, I think. And if we don't again take, I mean, you know, we struggled a bit at um, Newport. At Newport, so, yeah. um, 
Yeah, they're gonna, I hope he puts out a decent side. You don't expect absolutely 100% full. I'm sure Ajeti will play yeah. probably, um, as long as he's got Aller on the bench, that would be yeah. Balbuena nice. will probably play. Uh, Balbuena yeah. will probably get a Zavaleta. game. Uh, yeah, Zavaleta. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Johnson. Well, maybe Johnson. Or, or, I'd like to see Nathan Holland get a run out. He's been scoring yes. some great goals for yeah. the under-23s. I imagine Wilshire and Snodgrass. Yeah. Uh, still a decent, it's still a reasonably strong team, yeah. I would have thought. Um, maybe Sanchez in, instead of Rice. Maybe, yes. yeah, Which, and... Yeah. Um, Wilshire in the number 10 role. You know, I think that... Yeah, what, what, especially what, without Lanzini. What yeah. we know Wilshire can do, which we haven't yet seen enough of... For, certainly I haven't seen enough of for else to see, is that he's got that number 10's turn. Yes. You know, Lanzini has that turn. You can play it to his feet and he can almost turn inside out and run along with it, you know. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what a 10, you know, needs to do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's such a shame that Allardyce didn't play the aged Joe Cole in the number 10 position. Yeah. That would have been the perfect, the fulcrum of attacks, yeah. you know. Um, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah, I hope they go for it because that's, that's our most realistic um, possibility of winning a trophy, I would yeah. say, is that yeah, yeah. you can't really... So, and then we're away at Bournemouth. Um, that's yeah. been an unhappy hunting ground for us. Yeah. We've been to quite a few of those in the yeah. last few years. we won there under... Uh, with Pyatt, didn't we, under Billich? Mm, mm. But since then, it's been, been difficult, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's been difficult at home against them. Although we won last yeah. year. Yeah. No, we lost. Did we, I thought we lost last year. Was it last year or the year um, before? We that went 1-0 s- up and then, they, and then lost 2-1. Did last they year. snatch a late equaliser? In one of the away games a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. yeah when Arnautovic nicked it off um, off their keeper. Yeah. Is it Begovic or yeah. something? And... Um, uh, yeah, it was the handball goal late on. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, what do we think? Well, they're they're doing well. They're going well, right. Aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, very happy with the point. Really happy with the point. I think any you know anywhere point in the Premier League is is good. Just like to keep that kind of run going, keep it tight. Yeah, yeah the winning habit's so good, isn't it? But yeah. also just the not losing Not losing habit. Oh, no, yeah. Not conceding. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I think we'll do well not to concede. I mean, they... They, 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 they they're score. Quite, they're free scoring, aren't they? And they've got King and Wilson firing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then that other... What's the oh, winger the called? Guy. Yeah. Fraser. Mm. Fraser? Foster Fraser? Right, right, yeah. Brian Fraser. Yeah, he's good. He's really he's good. good. He tormented um, us last season. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a worry, that guy. Yeah. So, uh, I'd be very, very happy with a one-all draw. Pete? Yeah, no, oh, God, I can't predict something else. I'd be very happy with a nil-nil draw, just to keep the clean sheets. I'm going to say we might nick it. One-two. Bournemouth one, West Ham two. Yeah, good. Yeah. I hope so. Um, so get down the bookies and uh, <laughs> put, a, put a bet on that. Yeah, um, or predict it on the old predict it um, on the match point thing. thing. That's yeah. right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Do that. Yeah. All right, that's it from this week's Stop Hammer Time. Uh, with me have been uh, Jim Grant, Cheerio, Pete Ward. Goodbye. My name is Phil. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.